0: No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now 737 WWTN.
1: That's 737 9986. So here's your host,
2: financial counselor, and tax consultant, Dr. Friday.
3: Good day, I'm Dr. Friday and the doctor is in the house on this rainy, rainy Saturday. So I figure a lot of you guys are probably still sticking it out at home, or at least that's what they're telling us to do. And at this point, we are not under a federal disaster. So any kind of casualty loss that might be assumed at the moment due to all these rains under the current tax law means that there is no tax deduction. So if you end up with being in some of these flood areas, unless somehow we get put under a federal disaster, um, it's going to be a little different than 2010 when many people did have at least the advantage to recoup some of their losses that was not covered by insurance onto their own personal tax returns. But at this moment, the new current tax law that we're working under does not allow for those kind of situations. So we just need to keep in mind, I would definitely still suggest if this keeps going and we end up with, you know, hurricanes and all these other things that are kind of coming through the system, then we need to be able to make sure that they uh, understand what's going on and how it's going to work. So keep track of all your expenses and still do what you need to do to, to keep yourself safe. So staying off the roads, they're saying, is one of the best ways to keep yourself safe. So anyway, so if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, taking your calls, talking about all things taxes. Finance. If you've got some questions about filing your own tax returns or possibly you're in the process of even thinking about planning for 2019, maybe you filed your 2018s and now you see how the new tax law has affected you. In some cases, it's going to be great. You're going to have a wonderful situation where you're going to be able to um, take care of the situation, you know, getting a larger refund. So you might turn around and say, hey, I need to make an adjustment on my W-4 other people are saying, wait a second, this didn't work quite as well as I thought. And I, I have to say, many times people are saying, okay, my refund is so much smaller than I expected. I, I mean, just due to the conversation and everything, they had an expectation. I'll put them back for you. expectation <laughs> for it. Um, and and that turning around turns and, and they say, well, but but if you sit down and look at your taxes, if you're preparing your own taxes – Take a look at how much you made and how much came out in federal withholdings. Many of my clients made a little bit more money this year than they did last year, but yet they did not pay in. In fact, in some cases paid in less than they paid in the year before for that same amount of money. So they actually put more money in their pocket every single paycheck. It may have been 20 or $30 per payroll, but... That is part of your refund. That's how they, they tried to get the money back into the, the market so people could spend it when they needed to. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We've got Joe. Hey, Joe, thank you for calling.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. i got a question. on? Um, I have a family trust that i set up for my daughter, and it's got some property on it, and I also have some stock on it, and the stock draws dividend. Uh, but it's I've had it. I had a tax preparer fix this form for me. She charges about $100, but I'd never have to pay in any tax. I guess the amount that uh, that it has made is too low. Uh, is it a big problem for me to fill that out myself? I pay $100, and, and it earns about $50. Yeah,
3: it doesn't seem like that's a very good. Um, it's a 1041 that they're falling out. Um, the question is, you know, My concern, I mean, if you have a copy of the year before, you probably could follow it. You sound like you're an intelligent enough person. And what I might suggest doing is even in in the future, maybe prepare it. And instead of letting them prepare it, have them review it. And, you know, just to make sure um, if they don't, you call one of us or whatever, just to make sure you've got all the X's and O's in the right places. And then after the first year, you're pretty much consistent unless something changes. Um, you know, and you'd be able to continuously do the same information onto the return. But, um, I would definitely, you know, try to mimic what they've done the year before. And as long as you haven't sold real estate or had a lot of capital gains, you know, you might be in good shape. I'm assuming you're making less than $600 or $300, depending if it's a grant or trust or not, um, as, yes. as dividends or interest, correct? Correct. Okay. So, you know, it, it, it. I I think you probably could in answer to your question. I just think you probably just need to, um, try to figure out where you're going to get the tax forms. You'd have to order them from the IRS. You can't pick them up anywhere.
1: Okay. You can't get them online.
3: You might be able to download them off the IRS website, irs.gov type in 1041 form. You might be able to find the exact thing you need. Sure.
1: Okay. I might try that then. I I do appreciate it. Like I said, it's kind of silly for what I'm making and, and everything, but, uh,
3: yeah, but you uh, want to keep it in I, I, good shape because the purpose of all the work you went to to protect all that, you want to make sure that that stays in, in you know, if you don't file the taxes, right, or if they're, for some reason, you end up with a failure to file the taxes on time, the penalty is a lot higher than what you would have been paying that person. So, you know, you just want to make sure right. that it's all done on time and filed correctly.
1: Okay. all well, right, Thank you.
3: Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and we often have people prepare their own returns, and sometimes we'll have them come in and just ask us to review them to make sure that there wasn't something missed. This year I've had a couple cases where people have actually filed, prepared their own taxes, and they've been doing it for years, and then they came in and asked us to prepare them as well because they just either didn't believe what they were seeing um, in most cases. And, of course, it's throwing a lot of people um, not being able to itemize. Um, and I get it to a point, but itemizing only meant you had a quite a bit of debt. So when you were putting in, as a single person, you had six thousand three hundred fifty dollars. So if your mortgage interest and property taxes and your uh, and your contributions in most people's cases and sales tax, those four things add up with probably more than six thousand three hundred fifty dollars. But is it more than twelve thousand? And most of the time, it was nine, ten, even eleven thousand um, dollars. So you're getting a bigger deduction now the the downside is you're losing the personal exemption so in the past you had the six thousand three hundred and fifty plus the four thousand and fifty dollars for the personal exemption which means that you actually had ten thousand four hundred dollars and now you're only getting twelve so if you itemized you are definitely losing some of that money there's nothing you know that's that's the way they've changed the rules and that's that's where a lot of people are getting a little bit thrown i mean that particular part of the law didn't work for me. I itemized, so obviously I've lost $4,050 for my one personal exemption. My sister, who did not itemize, did very well. So it's just going to better where you stand on that. Hey, Tony, thanks for calling.
4: Yes, I have a question. My wife just started a little business uh, last September. She's a photographer, Uh-huh. and it actually turned into an official business in September, but I, I don't know... And we don't know whether we need to, like, file business income taxes because in the past she's done, she's made a few dollars, you know, um, as a hobby making some money. So Mm -hmm. we just, you know, we just include that in our personal stuff. But now we don't know whether, I don't know where the line is between what could be considered just personal taxes and what we have to do as far as as her business
3: goes right so if it's a sole proprietorship you would just add the schedule c to your tax return if she's no longer the ho- uh, no longer doing a hobby right now she's actually trying to generate it into a true business or has succeeded in making it into a true business um so it would still fall on your personal tax return from the federal standpoint um and then you'd also um you know, do the schedule C, take all of her expenses off, and then whatever her profit or loss is would then roll over onto the 1040 um, for you. So it would be similar. You just have a different schedule. Um, Other than that, there really isn't anything. I mean, it will still just be a part of the regular tax return.
4: Okay, okay. Well, that's what we – I mean, this is a new experience for us. So
3: She's going to also need to probably – if she's going to pursue this and she's – you know making it into a business she does need to sign up with the county and city for business licenses
4: oh we we've done that that's that's <laughs> Good boy. that's when we decided it was an official business was we gotcha you know got the license got the insurance got all of that stuff. yeah
3: so those have to be renewed by <coughs> April 15th online at the Tennessee Department of Revenue um, yeah, we
4: just, a matter of fact, we just went, we just did that yesterday. Well, there you year, go. So. Aren't
3: you having a fun weekend there? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so good. That's something a lot of times small business owners just forget to do. So congratulations. Uh, seriously, that's that's great. So um, so on your personal, you're just going to take gross sales expenses off of the Schedule C, add it in, and you'll be in good shape as far as uh, if she, she may want to start paying some quarterlies or you may just want to increase withholdings from other jobs depending on how much we're looking at all right
2: okay well i sure appreciate it thanks Thank Tony. You very much mm-hmm.
3: bye-bye all righty and we are still we've got a, a live here in studio six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six taking your calls talking all things taxes or well, money issues why don't we see if rissy's there hey this is dr friday hey dr
0: friday how dr. you dr.
3: doing dr rissy ah there you are buddy <laughs> good,
0: good, 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 So, I think I asked you in the past, but I wasn't sure whether I got mm-hmm. any answer uh, i have I own a lot of municipal bonds right. all across u s a actually, and sometimes I pay above par i mean hundred is called above par par and uh hundred five hundred ten, so for purpose of Tennessee tax you know taxes, could I uh amortize them or just deduct in a, one year or how could I kind of benefit when I pay? A higher price than bond price uh, for purpose of Tennessee taxes.
3: You're, uh, you're referring to the hall tax, right? Correct. Municipal bonds are, are tax-free.
0: For federal purposes, but not in Tennessee, outside Tennessee state. Oh,
3: yeah. Okay. So well, I have right. Like, right. Uh, if they're within the state of Tennessee, they're still tax-free, but outside the state, they are not. Um,
0: like uh, Massachusetts or Washington municipal bond, I still have to be.
3: Um, you know, that's a great question. The only thing I can, to my knowledge, there isn't a way of doing kind of an averaging, um, on your return. It, It basically doesn't allow, I'm looking on, I mean, I'm just looking it up right now and it doesn't allow it for the state of Tennessee. Unfortunately that I can see on that, but the good news is that if all goes well, you only have a few more years of it, Doc. Until yeah, um,
0: 2021, at least. Exactly.
3: <laughs> and then it will finally go away if we uh, If yep. we can continue with the same government. We'll find out how that all changes for us. But um, that will be the only positive I can give you on that conversation. Sorry, Doc.
0: Okay, that's okay. Thank you for all your help. No problem. You do a good job, Dr. Friday. Thank
3: you, Dr. Isi. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to hit Dennis and Shirley. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. All righty, we are live back here in studio. So we're going right to the phones because Shirley and Dennis were awesome to hold through. Dennis, you've been on longest, so let's hit you first. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Dr.
4: Friday question for you um we did some significant remodeling last year any portion of that uh deductible anything
3: um no <laughs> okay there oh, really some of a, uh some if you paid a lot of extra sales tax but most of the time you, you depending if you went to home depot and just purchased it but if you paid somebody to do it you went have paid any sales tax most likely but there you know if you were close to to possibly itemizing but you and your wife would it sound like you might be married if you're if you are, it's $24,000 you'd have to have come up with between your mortgage interest, property tax, sales tax, and um, contributions. So I don't know if you'd be close to that or not.
4: Okay. You answered my question. Thanks. I
3: appreciate your help. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Hello, Shirley. Thanks for holding. Hi, Dr. Friday. I have a question.
2: My husband passed away this past year mm-hmm. and left several thousand dollars in his IRA. I know I have to count that and pay taxes on it. Am I going to be penalized, and do I file it under IRA? So, the
3: the money that he left in the IRA is it still in the IRA?
2: No. Oops,
3: I can't hear. It's probably no. It is not. Okay, so you guys took it out of the IRA, correct? Yes. Okay. Then, yeah, you're just going to get a 1099-R on that, and that will become ordinary income on the on the joint tax return. Since he passed away last year, you'll still be claiming married on that particular tax return.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Okay. So if you need help, let me know. But it's uh, it should be a form should have come in the mail called a 1099-R under his name, most likely. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Bye. Bye. All righty, so if you do want to join us here in the studio, you can, 615 737 737 9986 Hopefully, you guys are staying somewhat dry. It looks like, well, that's the weather, man. I wonder if tomorrow's going to be nicer because today, we're all pretty much wanting to stay indoors. But I'm, I'm kind of hoping tomorrow we get to go outside because it's like a whole week of being wet (laughs) i'm getting a kind of a head shake from the weatherman so i'm taking that as a positive uh there you go thumbs up tomorrow we get to go out and play everybody i'm not sure how that's going to be with our grasses being uh kind of underwater but you know i don't know about all you guys you all know i have big dogs big great danes and they don't like to be wet um so it's been a little painful trying to get them to go outside just long enough So five acres have not had any help in in making them go out. So maybe tomorrow I can get them outside for a few minutes. And and, uh, as my mother would always say, blow the stink off those kids. So there we go. So if you want to join us, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. I do realize we're working under a new tax code, guys, and the new tax code can be exciting. In fact, you guys know I love this kind of stuff. So another new one, we have some good things. But people are still um, confused, especially employees that have been able to take off um, unreimbursed employee expenses. So um, I will tell you, I have spoke to probably four or five people that have done their own taxes in the past. And first thing that comes out, they tell me, hey, you know what? I don't see any place where I can take off my mileage for doing my my, going to work and stuff. I commute all the way to Nashville from Mount Pleasant every day, and I've always been able to take that off. And I will tell you, this is one of the reasons I think that the whole code has went bye-bye. That isn't a tax deduction. The government doesn't say that you have to get a job that is 40 miles from your home, and they don't want to pay for the petrol for you to go back and forth. That is a personal choice. Um, And so if you've decided to, uh, you know, work and live in two different places, you will actually have to eat that. Now, that being said, for many of my clients, I've had people that are district managers, so they use their own car, drive home, I mean, drive from their home to the first location. And then from there, from location to location to location, all day, they're going from place to place and then driving home. Now, after that first stop, they were able to take the rest of the miles, and that is hurting many of my clients because I've got people that put 30,000, 40,000 miles on their car for legitimate business, and they are employees, and they were not getting reinvested. So we're going to see how that works out in the, the big thing. Hey, Michael, thanks for calling. Uh,
1: yes, ma'am. I have a quick question. Okay. Uh, I've uh, um I lost my job before the first of the year hadn't worked this year okay and i I have an idea that, and I don't know whether I can do it or not. I'm thinking about taking some money out of my r a account as a stop get measure to till I find employment mm-hmm. can i take can I do that and what are the tax implications if I do?
3: How old are you over or under fifty nine and a half maybe that's an easy question. i'm- si-
0: i'm sixty you're yeah.
3: sixty okay. So, I mean, are you single or married? Single. All right. So you could take twelve thousand dollars out of it at zero tax. Okay. Anything above that, you're looking at twelve percent okay. until you hit like forty five thousand. But I'm assuming if it's a stopgap, you're not hoping to take fifty or a hundred thousand out. Oh um, no! I'm no. thinking, but if you're looking, so. You know, the first 12000 is zero. Anything you take after that, you need to take 12% up until okay. like a 40s, okay?
1: Okay. Now, is that the, the income tax withheld from that RA or?
3: You will need paid? to tell. Most of the time, um, if you're over the age of 59 and a half, they may or may not take it. So you will want to tell them either just take a straight 10% every time you take it out. So you're overcompensated or you'll need to control mm-hmm. depending on how often you take the money out. I mean, if you take the okay. first one versus a second distribution of something. Okay. But it's up to I you. To know. You I got like it, so. it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I want to put a little caveat there. I am not a financial planner, so I'm all for if he wants to take money in and out of his retirement accounts. But if, uh, I'm sure if, uh, Hank Parrott or one of the other financial people were on here, they would have some other alternatives. But as long as you're not trying to take out a ton of money, and I mean, we've all had rough times, so sometimes you've got to do what you got to do to uh, keep a roof over your head and food in your belly. So that would be it. So I would I would definitely keep it under 30000 35, If 35000 uh, if that's even a number that we're looking at because anything above that it would be pretty high in taxes. So that being said, that is where you're at Um Keep in mind that in many cases when we're dealing with that kind of situation um, and then you go get a job partway through the year and you've already taken 35000 out, now your job's going to need to make sure that you have taken a lot of extra taxes out because the tax code's not going to do it. Even if you claim single and zero and maybe you didn't take out all 12000 for all 35000 just make sure that you're looking at the big picture. If you don't take any more money out and you're living solely off your IRA – great. You'll probably be in fine shape, but partway through this year, you might end up getting a job. And then at that point, you may end up wanting to set aside a little extra money from that job to make sure you've covered the taxes on it. So that's kind of a a important thing because we can't all predict what's going to happen in the future. And right now you're looking to see what it takes. So my opinion is I would just take out, I mean, I don't know if they charge a fee every time you take money out of your IRA. Um, But if they do not, I would just take enough for every month until you know if you're going to have a job or not. It doesn't hurt either way. And uh, just a heads up on everything, too. If you are over 70 and a half and you have an IRA, look at tax planning. Have you got a financial guide? Talk about giving your money to charity directly from the IRA. Because right now, we were talking earlier, itemizing is not easy. And many people, when you get older, hopefully you don't have as much mortgage interest and debt. So if you were to go right from your IRA directly to your church or your tithing or your charities, whatever they are, they send it directly out. You don't pay any tax on that money. So you don't even have to worry about the tax deduction because it's automatically reducing your taxes 100%. So that's just something to think about, especially if you're an individual that likes to give money or have money that you have given to take care of that kind of situation You know, in your, in your, in your scheduling or tax planning that you have. All right, we've got about a minute and a half. Let's see if we can get Bri through. Hey, Brian.
2: Hey, a real quick question. Sure. My mother on Social Security, I'm on Social Security. She lives in West Virginia. Neither one of us actually file federal income tax, but when she files, she gets some money back. How no. does she do that? How do I not do that?
3: The only way she could possibly, if she's only on Social Security and the only way she could possibly get it back, she has them withholding tax.
2: No, she does not.
3: Then there's no way she gets money back. I mean, not from the federal government. Maybe there's something in the state, but nothing from the federal government.
2: Well, maybe she's saying state instead of federal. Right,
3: because obviously we don't have a state income here, but it yeah. would, I'm just saying nothing's coming from the federal. I guarantee you.
2: Okay, and again, just one more time, and I've asked you before. Uh-huh. I don't have to file income tax this year, right? I made twenty-four thousand dollars total.
3: Only on Social Security, right? Twenty-four thousand yep. only on Social Security.
2: Well, yeah, and about ten dollars on bank money.
3: Yeah, no, you you are good. Well, thank you. No worries. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks. Bye. All right, we're gonna take another break here. If you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986. three seven nine nine eight six six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six. We're gonna take a break from the Doctor Friday Show. license with the internal revenue service to do taxes and representation and we are having fun this tax season because let me tell you there is a lot of changes and that means even just knowing where things were on a tax return makes me work a little harder keeps me on my toes so let's go to the phone real quick and see what mike can say hey mike mike you there
1: yeah sorry about that
3: no worries what can i do for you
1: uh, I have a question about a 401k loan. Uh, okay. So I had a 401k loan with a previous employer last year when I left in March. Okay. And they basically closed it out after 60 days. Right. Um, I recently day. got a letter saying that now they are having to amend my 1099-R with an M code. And I was wondering what impact that has on my taxes that I've already filed.
3: Well, did you pick it up on your taxes because it became income to you? You should have received a 1099-R showing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. It will have no effect, assuming that you did it as a, well, it, it it would have been a code seven most likely. Um, So it would have just been ordinary income to you. So that would have been your situation. You may have had, you sound like you're young. It may have been an early withdrawal penalty as well. But either way, uh, the M code itself is a code that's only needed for the IRS. has nothing to do with what you would have put on your tax return. Okay, good deal. Okay, cool. Thanks.
2: Thanks.
3: It's always really just an update for people that are sure if you take a loan out for your 401k, which is sometimes a great way to do things, but sometimes the job doesn't last as long as you have to pay back the loan. And therefore, boom, not only um, so when you lose your job or you change jobs, either way, you have 60 days to pay that loan back, I believe. um, And then if you don't, it becomes income. So that's where uh, Mike was hidden with that conversation. All right. Hey, James.
2: Hey. Yeah, I have a question for you. I'm just, it's bothered me for a while on this tax stuff. How is it uh, legal to tax income tax if you've already paid that all your life when you retire? I don't get it.
3: Okay. So the things that you're usually taxed on, with exception of one of my biggest pet peeves, which is Social Security. Uh, most Correct. people, you know... That would that came back from both parties. So no matter where you stand on that whole political thing, both sides added taxes to the Social Security. Apparently it was supposed to be taxing the more wealthy. Obviously, if you only get Social Security, it's not taxed. But if you have okay. pensions or IRAs, you never pay tax on that money. Anything that went into your pension, anything that goes into your IRA or 401Ks, that was deferred income. Therefore, when you take it out, you're paying taxes. But I do agree with you no one asked you know no one asked me when they did it so i can't change the law but the only one that really is my pet peeve is social security but you will pay tax on that if you're earning more than about $30,000 a year as a married couple
2: wow. So they just pretty much want you to starve.
3: (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that's the problem. I mean, anyone that can live solely off social security is either done one of two things really well or really poorly. They either saved a lot of their money into either Roths or savings accounts or, you know, have it in cash after tax dollars. Um, Dr. Mm -hmm. Reese, who calls the show a lot, is a big person for buying municipal bonds and he always buys those with after tax dollars. So, when he hits retirement, he may have a lot of money, right? So he doesn't care. His social security won't be taxed because he doesn't really have to report it. Well, he may have a lot of interest in his case, but many people <laughs> use 401ks and IRAs standard. And yes, all of us will end up paying taxes the rest of our lives. I have people in their nineties that still pay taxes.
2: That's just crazy. I mean, that, that that's like tax without representation. There's no purpose on that. You paid it all your life. You shouldn't have to pay that. That's supposed to have been guaranteed your money when you retire.
3: I I I mean, I I
2: understand the the 401ks, but now I understand they want to start taxing 401ks. I mean, what the crap?
3: Yeah, well, you know, the government isn't exactly uh, wealthy, so uh, (laughs) they're looking for new ways to tax us, right? (laughs) I guess so. so. All right. Thanks, James. All right. Appreciate it. So it is. And, and I will say it, it's frustrating. I have people that come in and they uh, or they'll email me and say, at what age do I stop paying taxes? And I would love to tell you that there was such a thing as an age. It really comes down to is when are you going to be, in many cases, broke? Um, or, like I said, if you've done some great tax planning throughout your life, I have some people that have, you know, Quite a bit of money in Roth IRAs, quite a bit of money in bank accounts tied up in money markets and CDs with after tax. So they're able to draw from those and then just take a small amount, like I told that first gentleman or that one gentleman that called about his IRA. They take out like 12000 a year from uh, their, their IRAs, and then they have their Social Security, and therefore nothing's taxable. They have these really, you know, non-taxable, and then they're still living the life they've always wanted to because they're still able to draw the rest of the money from after-tax accounts. But, you know, many times the idea is we defer it. So right now, you know, you're in the 30 35% tax bracket, and when you retire, in the perfect world again, guys – Maybe you're in the 12 to 22% tax bracket, so you pay less on the same amount of money. So there isn't, um, you know, my opinion, there's not necessarily perfect science, but it is is one of those things that we none like um, as far as uh, the tax. I don't like the tax on Social Security. But, again, no one asked, and it's been around for quite a while, so we've been paying taxes on that. I guess we should look at the positive at the moment. There is no excise tax on our retirements. Many of you have been around uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, we used to have to file and pay tax on the value of our retirement accounts. Um, that is not here, so that's a plus, right? So let's look at some positives, not always the negative. And, uh, and this year, you have saved 3% than what you would have paid the year before. No matter how you look at it, no matter what, the income tax brackets drop by 3%. Everybody has probably saved at least 3% on what they would have saved on the same amount of money that they earned in 17 to the amount of 18. Now, is there a way of doing something better? Is there a way of maybe saving? Yes, I think you can do what we call bunching or every other even odd years. I've talked about this probably a lot more now because – if you are a person that usually gives to charity and maybe you give eight, ten thousand dollars a year, but that you don't have mortgage interest, so you have your property taxes, sales tax, and charity or a very small mortgage, right now you may not be itemizing. But think about doing it every other year. If you could set the money aside so you give twice as much in the even years and nothing in the odd years, you're still giving as much as you've always done. And I know that a lot of you are sitting there going, well, I don't just give for the taxes. I get it. But if we can give for taxes and still give to the charities either way, what does it hurt? So every even year I give all of my charity and pay my property taxes. And every odd year I do not. And I take the standard deduction. I've been doing this for years. Um, But it, it is a way for you to look at seeing what you have. Now, this year I ended up with doing that. And I will tell you, I have a slight problem because my property taxes have added up to more than ten thousand dollars. Keep in mind, I do every two years, so I am locked in to ten thousand dollars on property taxes and sales tax. So even though I spent fourteen on the combination, I'm only going to get ten. So you know there is a pro and con, but I wouldn't have got any on the year I did it anyways because I wouldn't have had enough. So um, it's it's something to think about. Keep in mind, if you're working or you have another state, like maybe you work in Kentucky and you have state income tax. Um, I have siblings that live in California. Um, on their case, I think they left, I think, I don't remember exactly, but it was like $14,000, They had like $24,000 in total income tax and property taxes, and uh, they were only allowed ten. And so that, that hurts a lot when you're dealing with those kind of situations. So planning, you got to plan it, guys. You've got to sit down. Really look at 2018 taxes and find out if there's a way you could have maximized something better. Did you leave some money on the table just because you didn't do a great plan? Or is it really you're just going to not be itemizing right now and maybe it worked out well. If you've got children um, under the age of 16, then, you know, you're doing well. I had a situation where the person barely broke even this year, but they had one in college And one that was 16 in 2018, that child turned 17 in 2019. So we had to do a little planning. The one graduates college. The other one's just, so we're losing the child credit of $2,000. This person was in the same situation for 19, for 18 was going to be in a bad situation where she was going to owe about $1,200. So she needed to start paying more in off her W-2. So at the end of the year, I'm not giving her bad news. You know, I don't like to have to tell people you owe money. It's not a fun job. But it is the way it works. So, again, um, we're going to take a break here in about a minute and a half. And then after that, I can get back to the phone calls. You can join me at 615-737-9986. I am an enrolled agent licensed with the Internal Revenue Service, which basically means, guys, I do taxes and representation. This may be the first year that you're really looking for somebody. I do know that my website, when you go on and try to book an appointment, it is full. I can't help it. Um, you know, I, I can only do so many taxes at a time. Uh, but if you call the office, there may be still some spaces that have been canceled or changed. And we may be able to still fit you in. And if you want to do that, I'll give you the number after this break. But if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. You can also check me out on the web. If you're uh, at home browsing things, it's drfriday.com. We're going to be right back. Taking more calls with the Dr. Friday Show. All righty, we are live here in studio for the last, oh, 30, 20 minutes. No, 15 minutes. Gosh, time flies when I'm having fun. I don't know what time it is anymore. Let's go ahead and head right onto the phone lines. We've got Ken that's waited through the break. Hey, Ken, thanks for calling. Thank you. What can I do for you?
1: I normally don't itemize. I normally just use standard deductions. Okay. Um, But this year, I heard that you can uh, include your PMI. So is it worth it to itemize in order to get the PMI value?
3: Um, No, not normally. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how much. uh, PMI actually has not been put back on the code. So um, at the moment, PMI is not on the code. I think I had... Someone called me, and I was wrong when I said that, but PMI, because I just did a thing, and there is no PMI available for mortgage interest that you're talking about, premium insurance for mortgage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not there right now. Okay. So it it would not be worth, um, you know, doing anything, because you won't be able to get saved anymore. Okay. That's okay. exactly what I needed. Thank Thanks, you. Ken. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. All right. And I think I did have a caller not so uh, long ago that had asked that question. So um, hopefully we'll be able to uh, get it back on. I know there's some there are some. And I mean, we're just getting in some cases some of the tax forms are just being available. I know I have a I already have a 1040 X that I need to do an amended uh, 1040. And it's not available still. Um, West Virginia, I just got the, the, you know, the final numbers this this yesterday. Um non profits just came available I think like two days ago so the nine nineties are now and that doesn't include certain forms if you're within the nine nineties and things. So you know, all I'm gonna say is they may change something, but at the moment this is where we're at and we just keep working with it. Hey Rhonda
2: Hi, how are you?
3: I am awesome. What are you doing? What can I do for you?
2: What I I, withdrew thirty two thirty two k for my Mm IRA, and I'm trying to find out how much taxes I have to pay on that, Uh, because I know I have to pay a penalty of ten percent. Right, so you got thirty two
3: hundred of just uh, of just penalty, and then Uh is this the only income you have, or do you have other income?
2: That's that's my only income.
3: Okay, are you single or married? Uh, Single. Okay. So the first 12 is going to be zero tax. So the remaining twelve, uh, 20 is going to be at, 12, uh, at 12%. So that would be somewhere around 2400 plus the 32 in penalty. So you're looking at roughly $5,600 in taxes.
2: Okay, then. All right, then. Okay. I think she got the estimate right, then. Okay, then. Thank you very much. No yeah. problem.
3: I appreciate you calling. Thanks. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Um, bye-bye. All right, and we're going to keep going. If you want to join the show, we got a few more minutes. Six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six. Let's see if we can get Bob on the line. Hey, Bob, thanks for calling.
2: Hi, doctor. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm seventy two years old, about to turn seventy three. I make between thirty and thirty five thousand last year. Previous uh, the year previous to that, I filed for reorganization bankruptcy. Uh, is there anything in that bankruptcy I need to? pay attention to as far as my taxes this year
3: no i do believe um if there is a refund i think if it's a certain dollar amount above a refund that has to be turned in or something as part of it but all in all at the income bracket you're at i doubt that's going to come in so um you you don't have anything else you'll have to report on it no sir not that i know of
2: sounds great appreciate it thank you for all the the great program
3: thanks bob i appreciate it bye 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 all right, so if you want to join the show, there's only a few minutes left. We've got about six minutes, 615 737 737 9986 I do want to point people out, refunds are still taking a little longer than we might have expected. Um, in fact, uh, during the show, when my brother said, where's my refund? Um, so I had to go on to the IRS.gov. For all those that want to know where things stand, IRS.gov, click on where's my refund it's pretty simple where's my refund and then you can click in there and only things you have to have is your social security number the filing status where you single married married filing jointly married filing separately head of household whatever and then the dollar amount of the refund if you do that then you will get up on screen and it will tell you that the refund status is whatever and it should be in your bank at this point if you're receiving a check at this point. But it will give you an update to the status of your refund. If you don't see it, now, if you've just e-filed within the last, I'm being told, it used to be 48 hours. But it may be taking about three or four working days to actually get it into the system. But by that point, hopefully you'll be able to get an update. It will at least say it's been received. It may not say when the refund is actually scheduled. So just keep in mind that's an important part of it. All right, let's see if we can get Jordan on the line. Hey, Jordan, thanks for calling.
1: Hey, thanks for answering. Uh, my wife is a school teacher, makes about forty five thousand a year, and I'm in graduate school. And I was wondering about a tax credit for textbooks. Is there anything like that?
3: Um, there there's still the educational credit, but um, which we cover obviously your cost. I mean, if you're in graduate, are you getting a full ride? You just have your textbooks uh, and stuff. Oh no, I'm I'm
1: taking out a lot of loans. Okay. I was just uh, I heard something about possibly getting uh, relief a tax refund based on what you spent on textbooks for the year? No, not Uh, just on
3: textbooks. I mean, there is the educational credit, which we call, you know, that does cover, you know, lab fees, books, all those different things under the educational credits, but not, I mean, it wouldn't just be, it's not in addition to any of the other educational credits. So you only have the maximum of whichever one you apply for. Since you're in graduate school, you can't take, um, Was it the American American credit because that one was only for a first year? You would have lifetime or educational.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you. And your
3: wife would still qualify for the $250 as a teacher. That's still on the books.
2: Gotcha.
1: Okay.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. Thank you. Cool.
3: Thanks. All right. And I think we might have just enough time to get Donna on the line. Hello, Donna.
2: Hello, Dr. Friday. got a quick question for you, love. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Um, if you get, say, a for
2: instance, that you have medical coverage from VA, are you required, even though you have two coverages, to have the forms for both of them or one or the other?
3: Yeah, if you're, if you're covered by the VA, that form in itself is already qualified uh-huh. as far as lack, you know, so there's no penalty or whatever. Um, so okay. that's the only form you would need, and, and I think that's on a 1095B. So this year, you, you just have to hold the form basically what comes down to you don't even have to submit them this year
2: all right that sounds great that saves me a lot of paperwork (laughs) and the other one down
3: there you go girl (laughs) okay thank you love thank you bye-bye all right all right let's see here hey pete what you got real quick pete you there oh yeah what you got
1: um (laughs) i'm uh the new film the 1040 uh film if you have no dependents, then you can you just leave that blank, or do you just indicate no dependents?
3: No, you just leave it blank. If you have no dependents, it's blank.
1: And also the schedules, you got six schedules. Uh, if they don't apply to you, you don't have to use them,
3: right? That is correct. You don't have to use them. You don't have to put in A. You just leave them blank.
1: Okay, and you don't have to submit it to with the 1040, right?
3: Right. Well, I mean, on the 1040, the dependents are the top section. It's just going to be blank, There's, but you don't have to add any additional pages or anything. No. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Okay, and really quick. Hey, Patty. Hi.
2: Um, this is my first year to get only Social Security. Um, and the I applied for disability and they uh, backdated it mm-hmm. to the year before. Mm-hmm. And so the total is a little over
1: $45,000. Right. But the back pay was like a little over nineteen. dollars uh, Do I need to go and get uh, go to a tax person and get this taken care of or what do i need to do are you
3: single patty
2: yes
1: and
3: is this the only income you have yes then you don't need to file anything it's not taxable
2: oh well i noticed there was
1: nothing taken out on the page that they sent me yep you are um, yes. you are so i just need to keep
3: that then just, yes ma'am just hold it with your tax documents thank you so much no problem thank you bye bye all right, this has been an awesome Saturday. I love it when my phone keeps ringing because, well, I you know, you guys should see my prep work. I'm not like a couple of the other people around here. I don't prep maybe as well as others, so I just love my listeners to participate. So this has been great. So if you've got questions, you need answers, all you have to do is go to my website, drfriday.com, or email friday at drfriday.com. Cop you later. <laughs>